Philippians chapter 3. Get two texts today. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 and Deuteronomy chapter 10. Philippians 3 and Deuteronomy 10. Moms. Milton Berle said he knows evolution isn't true because if it was, then moms would have more than two hands. Isn't that the truth? I like this, ten things a mom doesn't want to hear. I swallowed the goldfish. Your lipstick works better than crayons. I like that one. Does grape juice leave a stain? The principal called. What's it cost to fix a window? Has anyone seen my mouse? I painted your shoes pretty, huh, mommy? The dog doesn't like dressing up in your clothes. And I'm moving out. Well, maybe some days that's okay to hear. <laughs> there are so many different things, but I like this one. The quickest way for a mother to get the attention of her children is to sit down and look comfortable. <laughs> Isn't that true? And then mothers, mothers can have a few minutes to themselves at the end of the day by doing the dishes. Right? You ever feel that way? Then the last one. My cousin Bill was excited and nervous about the birth of his first child. When the anticipated day arrived, the father-to-be drove his wife Betty quickly to the hospital, speeding past the admitting entrance. Bill, that's where we're supposed to go, Betty said. No, honey, Bill said. I saw a sign that said deliveries in the rear. <laughs> Moms, the stuff you put up with. Man, I could tell you stories about stuff that we did to my mother. Oh, man, it would just curl your hair. It's Honestly, guys, it's amazing that any of us made it out of our teen years. Would you all agree with that? That our moms, it's only the grace of God that our moms didn't actually smother all of us. But being a mother is a very, very special calling. It's a very special calling. You know, I, I think the statistic is 50% of the world's population is under the age of 15. Isn't that amazing? I think maybe moms are important. What do you think? And we need godly moms more than at any time in history. Look with me at Philippians chapter 3. It might seem like a strange text at first, but I think you'll see where we're going in a minute. Philippians 3, look at verse 4. This is the Apostle Paul talking about his qualifications to be a preacher and the things, just the way that he had lived. Though I might also, we're at Philippians 3 verse 4. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. So he's saying, if anybody has a reason to be confident in what they've accomplished, I do. And he was a very accomplished man. Look at what it says. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. So he were, here is a man that had given his life to living as a Jewish Pharisee. He probably had the entire Old Testament committed to memory. He had sat at the feet and learned at the feet of Gamaliel, the greatest scholar of his day. The Apostle Paul was one of the greatest Hebrew scholars on the planet when he was writing this. And look at what he says. Verse 7. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss 
for Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. And Lord, thank you for godly mothers. Lord, thank you for these ladies that are here today that have a great desire to serve you and raise their children to to love and serve you. Lord, they, they desire to be faithful to their husbands and support them and love them. Lord, help us through your word to find encouragement for our moms today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we live in a culture today where if a lady says that she's a homemaker, sometimes people would even look down on that person. Oh, you don't have a career? Uh, you're just a mother. That That's all? <laughs> now, come on. There's not a higher calling in the world than to be a godly mother. Amen? And so this is where we have to receive a biblical understanding of our self-worth. All of the things that the world says are gain, moms, you need to count them as loss to fulfill your calling in Christ Jesus, which is the highest calling. Now remember, 85% of people who ever come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, that happens before they're 15 years old. That song that Maureen was singing, you know, not everybody gets to have a godly mother that can give them the gospel. You ladies here, you can be that mother. You can be sharing the gospel daily with your children, seeing them come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, go with me to Deuteronomy. Keep your place in Philippians because we're going to come back. But go to Deuteronomy chapter 10. Deuteronomy chapter 10. So I just have three simple things for you moms. The first one is discover your purpose for living. Discover your purpose for living. And we find that purpose not from Oprah. Amen? We find that purpose in the Scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 10. And look at verse 12. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? Now, we are not Israel. Amen? We are born again church members. We are, we are, we're not Israel. But we learn what God wants from His people in this text. So let's look at it. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk, all, to walk in all His ways, and to love Him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Look at verse 13. To keep the commandments of the Lord and His statutes which I command thee this day for thy good. This is what Moses is writing this, explaining what God has required for the children of Israel. Moms, what can we grasp from this? Well, ladies, first of all, your ultimate purpose. What is your ultimate purpose? There was a teacher, and she was teaching her, the, the, her students. She had done this whole lesson on magnetism. And so she wanted to quiz the children at the end of the day, and she said, okay, children, what starts with M and picks things up? And this little boy shot his hand and said, mother. <laughs> you know, mom, sometimes it seems like your ultimate purpose is to pick things up. How many of you ladies have ever said, I'm tired of picking up after everybody in this family? Has any ladies have ever? All right. Um, I have heard Laura say, if I have to pick up one more thing, she never ends that. I've never, I'm not sure what's coming from that. I'm expecting, you know, nuclear holocaust or something. But ladies, it's interesting. 
sometimes, sometimes you can feel like your ultimate purpose is to be a housekeeper. It's so much more than that. It, now, 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 men, children, how many of you are glad your mom takes care of the house? <laughs> Amen. That's a very important thing. As a matter of fact, the Bible describes the lady's role as keeper at home. All right? So that's your, you rule that house. And it, it's a very important thing. But what is your ultimate purpose? Is your ultimate purpose to make sure that the house is right? No. No. Your ultimate purpose is to serve God in the home to serve God in the home and wherever you go, of course. So your ultimate purpose. Look at your first purpose. This is from our text, Deuteronomy chapter 10. Look at what it says. Verse 12. But to fear the Lord thy God. So your, your first role is to fear God. In Psalm 111, verse 10, the Bible says, this is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do His commandments. His praise endureth forever. Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Okay, so here's the idea. Ladies, the best way that you can fulfill your ultimate purpose is to begin with a fear of God. That's where wisdom and understanding comes in. Because your kids are going to come in and ask you questions. Where are you going to get the answers for these questions? Man, it's tough. You know, I remember when, they were, when, when the kids were really little and they'd come with a broken toy. Daddy, can you fix this? And a lot of times it was just snapping it back together and you'd be the hero. Thanks, Dad! Right? But when they come and they've got a broken heart or they come and they've got questions of life, friends who die, loved ones who are struggling, where does the wisdom come? And most of the time when someone wants to talk, when a child wants to talk to somebody, they're going to go to mom. Where is mom going to get the wisdom? Well, it must begin by fearing God. Because if you fear God, if you have a genuine fear and reverence for God, then you're going to understand the source of your answers. It's not the world's wisdom. It, when, when people are being mean to your kids, i got to tell you, that's really hard to handle. Amen? You go and wring their scrawny little neck. Somebody wants to be mean to my kids. You can't do that. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> we have the violent church, apparently. <laughs> you can't do that. And so now you've got to teach your kids how to interact with other people and how to do it wisely and how to do it like God would tell you to do it. Not in the world's wisdom. Boy, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, fear God and then walk in His ways. Now, walking in God's ways, that's completely different than walking like the world does. I'll give you an example, moms. When you go shopping for your children, you've got to remember you're walking in the Lord's ways, not in the world's ways. How many of you are really glad you didn't get into Miley Cyrus for your kids when they were little? Amen? Things like that. Remember Britney Spears. People would put Britney Spears up as a great example for their kids because she was a Southern Baptist. How's that working out? <laughs> now look, we've got to understand 
that we don't allow the world to set the standards for our children. We're going to walk in God's ways and we're going to teach our children to walk in God's ways. And God's ways are not the same as the world's ways. And you know what's going to happen? Your kids will be different. Now, how many of you understand it's not easy to be different when you're a child? Right? It's not easy. That's where you've got to fear God and walk in His ways. When you fear God more than men, then you're able to walk in His ways. And that's how you can have the wisdom to raise your children. Remember your ultimate purpose. Your ultimate purpose. Fear God. Walk in His ways. And love Him. Look, you see, look at Deuteronomy. Look at what it says. That's verse 12. To walk in all His ways and to love Him and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. To love Him. Fear brings obedience. Now, you can make someone do something because they fear you. You don't clean that room, I'm going to put a cigarette out on you. You know, you can make them fear you. No? Too far? Okay. See, you can cause people to fear you. You can cause your children to fear you. Now, to a certain extent, that's okay. Amen? Fear will bring obedience, but love brings service. See, we don't serve God because we're afraid of what He's going to do to us. We serve God because we love Him. Amen? I, I don't try to help at home because I'm afraid of Laura. I love her. I love her. And so I want to do things for her. That's so much different. And it's so wonderful when you see your children and they start to do things for mom. They start to do things for dad. They start to do things for each other out of love as opposed to, you know, they're, they're going to be beaten with rods. Okay? It is so much better to serve God out of love. And so this is where, when you understand who God is, when you fear Him, and then you understand how good He's been to you, and you love Him, well, then you can serve Him. So ladies, we're talking about our ultimate purpose. What is your ultimate purpose? Fear God. Walk in His ways. And love Him. You know, when you genuinely love God, things are different. Um, it's funny. We're, Nathan and I are leaving on the Baptist history trip this afternoon. And uh, Lydia, I said, I'm going to be gone tomorrow or something. And she said, yeah, we get to have casseroles and watch movies. <laughs> That's hilarious, man, because I hate casseroles. Because I hate ca cornflakes don't belong on supper. Okay? Because I hate casseroles, Laura doesn't make casseroles, and usually if I'm home, there's sports or news on the television if we're watching something. So dad leaves, and they get to do this other stuff. Why isn't it that way normally? Laura loves me. She loves me, and she does things for me because she loves me. The, the house is different because of the desires that I have. That's what love is. Amen? Uh, I try to pick up my own clothes. Now, how many of you think that's not really that big of a deal? It is for me, man. Well, before I got married, the back of my car, it, it looked like a junkyard. But the reason that you try to change some of those things is because I love her. 
That's the way that we serve God. Ladies, when you understand your ultimate purpose, when you understand your ultimate purpose, you're going to do things the way that God wants you to do them because you love Him. That's your purpose. So then, look at what it says. We're still in verse 12. And to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Now, let me ask you, ladies, ladies, are you serving God with all your heart and with all your soul? Isn't that a sobering question? For the whole room, myself included, are we serving God with all our heart and with all our soul? The Bible talks about having a divided heart. Can you imagine if I told Laura, Laura, I really love you and I love so-and-so. How would that work out? Be like Brigham Young. I have two wives. Isn't that big of me? <laughs> Man, that is a bad way to go. That is a bad way to go. And yet, and yet, we have divided affections when it comes to God. So ladies, remember your ultimate purpose. Fear God. Fear Him. Walk in His ways. Love Him with all your heart. Serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 says, Wherefore we, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So ladies, here's my question for you. Here's the test at the end of this first point. Are you serving God acceptably? Acceptably with reverence? And godly fear. When you raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that's that's different. That's different. Because moms don't want to discipline their children. Dads don't want to discipline their children. It's not fun. Amen? It's not fun. But when you fear God, you do that. And what happens then is when your children are teenagers, you actually enjoy having them around. Can you imagine that? enjoying your children? That's crazy, isn't it? You know, it's interesting. People expect their children in our culture. We don't hear. People expect their children when they become teenagers to rebel. An expectation of rebellion. Well, if you're expecting it, you're probably going to get it. Amen? I'm just telling you. Lydia and Jacob. We have no expectation of rebellion in our house. Remember those cigarettes? No, no, just kidding. (laughs) Now listen. When you fear God and you raise your children according to His ways, not according to the culture, you know what happens? God gives you children that will rise up and call you blessed. Amen? Raise them right. That's what happens when you love them. Okay, so you have an ultimate purpose, and then you have a specific purpose. So moms, what is your specific purpose? We're looking at these big concepts, but specifically, what are you supposed to do? Well, the first thing, ladies, let's go back to Philippians chapter 3. Ultimate purpose from Deuteronomy. Let's go back to Philippians, and let's look at our practical purpose. 
Okay, back at Philippians chapter 3, we're in verse 7. But what things were gained for me, or gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, but to count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. Now look, okay, so your specific purpose, ladies, the first thing that you need to do is make sure that you're saved. Make sure that you are born again. Are you saved? Do you know for sure that you're born again? I'll tell you what, one of the saddest things, you've heard me say this over and over again, if you haven't heard me say it, I want you to think about this. The saddest and cruelest thing that you can do to your children is have them walk by your casket at your funeral and not know where you are. Amen? Mom, do you know for sure that if you died today, you're going to heaven? Do you know for sure that you're born again? Your specific purpose, the first thing that you need to do is make sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior. Amen? That's the most important thing. Be saved. Be born again. And then communicate that to your children. Give them your testimony. Talk about the Lord and what He's doing in your life. What happens in your specific purpose is God will allow your faith to inform your role. So think about this. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12. Very familiar passage. Almost all of the people in our discipleship ministry have this memorized. But let's look at this in the context of moms. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, God's purpose, ladies, God's purpose for your life is not conformity. It's not conformity to the world or what the world designs for your life. God's desire for your life is for you to be transformed through the Word of God. And that will make you the perfect mom for those kids, the perfect wife for your husband, and honestly, one of the most significant people in the world when you fulfill the role that God's called you to do. Get your self-worth from being faithful to God's call on your life. Remember, I said a minute ago, uh, if half the population of the world is under 15, then how important is the role of the godly mother in the home? Nothing. Nothing more important. All right? So, the first thing that we have to do, ladies, the first thing is to discover your purpose and then determine your goals. Determine your goals. We're, let's go back to Philippians. So let's get practical. Ladies, how are you going to set some godly goals for your home? How are you going to set some godly goals for your purpose as a mother? Look at verse 14. Philippians 3:14. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. 
Moms, do you understand there is not a higher calling in the world than to be a godly mother? No pressure, though. There's not a higher calling in the world than to be a godly mother. You have a very high calling. So what are your goals? What are your goals? Goals are simply an extension of your purpose. If your purpose, your your general purpose, is to fear God, walk in His ways, love and serve Him with all your heart and all your mind. If that's your general purpose, then your specific purpose is to be saved and then communicate that salvation to your children and live it out in the home. If that's your specific purpose, how are you going to accomplish that? Well, goals. Goals are dreams with character attached. Goals are dreams with character attached. You have dreams. How many of you, seriously, you ladies, how many of you have dreams for your children? Raise your hand. How are you going to see those dreams accomplished? Is it just wishful thinking? Of course not. And that's why you ladies are so disciplined and you're so structured in your homes and you're, you're, you're working very hard to see these things accomplished in your life. Now we have to make sure that our faith is along with that. Um, somebody once said, there are three ways to get something done. Number one, do it yourself. Number two, hire someone else to do it. And number three, forget, forbid your kids to do it. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Goals help us finish our course. All right, so now, here's the thing. I know that every lady in here, every lady in here, all of you that I know, you're born again. You, you born again moms, you have specific goals for your children. All right, I know that your desire is to see your children grow up and be saved, or be saved, grow up, and serve God with their lives. Is that right? That's your specific goal. And I know that. There's no doubt about it. The struggle comes, how do you accomplish that? Amen? How do you accomplish that? How do, and, and I've said this over and over again. I had a conversation with Tom May about this last week as we were looking at our 60th anniversary. Um, I have two purposes in my ministry here, just two. Number one, that you folks learn how to take off the world's glasses and put on biblical glasses, that you find biblical answers for every issue of life. Number two, that your children are serving God in the next generation. If your children aren't serving God in the next generation, then why are we here? There's no point to it if our kids aren't serving God. And I know you all agree with that. There's no doubt about it. Everyone, I don't, there's no disagreement in this room on that subject. The question is, how do we get that desire over the finish line? How is that accomplished? That's an everyday, everyday. Everyday goal, step by step, every day, not allowing the world to infringe on it. Remember, we talked a few weeks ago about how Satan wants to choke out the Word of God in your kids' lives, right? How many of you understand that Satan wants to choke out the Word of God in your kids' lives? So what we have to do is we have to order our homes so that the Word of God is constantly getting through to our kids constantly. We've ordered the church so that it happens for your young people. You order your homes. Some of the kids go to the Christian school. Some of the kids go to our homeschool. Some of the kids are in the public school. It doesn't matter where your children are. It's no one else's responsibility to see them grounded in the Word of God, but yours. Amen? So all of you parents, all of you moms, how are you accomplishing that? What are the specific goals and the on-purpose steps that you are taking 
to see your children grounded in the Word of God. You see the difference between goals and dreams? Specific steps. Specific steps. Um, so, Mom, what should your goals be? Well, your number one goal ought to be there, verse 14. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is the prize? The prize is you fulfilling the calling that God has placed on your life. And if you have children, then your calling is to be a godly mother. That's your calling. So your goals should all fit into that. Set goals. And then, very simply, so number one, number one, if you remember, discover your purpose for living. We found that in Deuteronomy. Determine your goals, pressing toward that mark. And then lastly, don't quit. Just don't quit. Uh, I, I like this. There's this little girl. And she went into the, the kitchen. She saw her mom doing the dishes and the light was coming in her mom's hair. And she saw some, some white hairs in her mom's brunette. And, of course, none of you ladies have any of that. I understand. But she looked at her mom and she said, Mom, what are those white hairs? She said, well, I get one of those every time you do something wrong. Every time you disobey me, I get one of those. Every time you hurt my feelings, I get one of those. The girl, little girl thought about it and she said, Mom, why are all of Grandma's hairs white? <laughs> That's funny. Here's the deal. It, it, it may seem, it may seem some days, you know, you've tried to train your kids. You, you teach them to get up on time. You teach them to pick up their things. You teach them to eat properly. You teach them to, to do well in school and do their homework and respect their parents and love the Lord and love their, their brothers and sisters. And then they do something, and you look at that and you say, What have I been doing? How you live in this house? How could you do that? Moms, have you ever experienced that? Seriously. You're my child and you just did that? How many times do you think God looks at us and says that? Moms, don't quit. Don't give up. When it gets hard with your children, and it will, um, I, I, I think of our single moms. That's probably the hardest thing in the world. And don't give up. And I know you're not planning to give up, but keep serving God. You ladies that are homeschooling, and that's a hard deal. It is hard to homeschool, but it's worth it. It's worth it. You ladies that are investing so much in your children. You're involved in their lives at school. You're involved in their, their extracurricular activities. You're involved in those things. Here's the deal. Don't ever forget. Don't ever forget that God has a specific role for you in that home. If the activities get to be so much that you can't fulfill your godly role, then maybe some of those activities need to stop. Amen. Husbands, if your wives, if you have your family running to so many different activities that your wife isn't able to be comfortable at home with her role, you've got your family going too many different places. 
Amen? You men, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to dwell with our wives according to knowledge. We need to know what they can take. We need to know what's too much. We need to help them. But moms, don't quit. Keep serving God. Love Him with all your heart, with all your soul. Fear God. Walk in His ways. Love Him and serve Him with your heart and with your soul. And I know, here's the deal. This is, I know every lady in here, that's your desire. But it's amazing how often our practical life starts to become separated from that desire. How many of you have experienced that? You really do have that desire to serve God. And yet, everything that comes into the daily life is designed by Satan to take you away from that. Just like we said, Satan wants to choke out the Word of God in your kids' lives. Ladies, I promise you this. Satan wants to choke out the Word of God in your life. So, don't forget. Ladies, you need to spend time alone with God. You need to... I've told you this before. My mom, uh, every morning when I'd get up, there was mom's red Schofield Bible Carol sitting on the table right next to her cup of coffee. Amen. And mom had been up before us and had spent time with God before we went out for the day. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I don't think I've ever told you all. But, you know, when dad was, was starting churches, he started churches in New York and Connecticut, they didn't know anything about raising support. So we, we were very poor. Um, Mom would work all different kinds of jobs, just like many of you ladies do. She'd work many different kinds of jobs. She, she tried to learn how to play the piano. Mom's tone deaf. And she tried to learn how to play the piano, and she'd just plunk through, and she'd make mistakes, and she'd be embarrassed, but somebody had to play the piano at church, and she would do it. And she gave up so many things, time after time after time. Years went by without a new coat for Mom because the kids had to have things. But I know this. My mother was always a godly example. She was the most... Uh, we sent her, uh, I sent her a Mother's Day card. Um, Laura bought it because I always forget. But I got to write in my mom's Mother's Day card, thanks for being my greatest encourager. Because, I, you know, they, the Wade was teasing me about the diary of the wimpy kid. He thought it would bring back too many bad memories for me. He didn't want me to see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some truth to that. We moved all the time. I was small. All the stuff that you go through at school, all of those things that would struggle, that would cause you to struggle as a child. Now, let me, I need some encouragement right now. Anybody else you felt like that when you were in school as a kid? You know, just, it was hard. Like three of us? The rest of you guys were cool kids? You were the enemy then. But mom, all through that, she always found a way to make me feel special. Whether it was singing a solo in church and messing up the words, mom would tell me it was the greatest thing she ever heard. One time I was singing a song and my sister walked by and she said, that's not the way it goes. And my mom said, he's improvising. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant, but I said, okay, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm improvising. That was my mom. You know, mom was just the encourager. 
Uh, we always said that if the house was burning down, mom would say, oh, good, let's get marshmallows. You know, she'd find something good to say about whatever was going on. And I'll tell you this, we had hard times in the altar house. My, my dad's family, none of my dad's family was saved. My mom's brother and her got saved because someone picked them up on a bus route. None of their family was saved. So in our home, they were, my parents were just learning how to be a godly, how to be godly parents. They didn't have any example. They didn't have any idea how to do it. But mom spent time every day in the Word of God, and we had a godly home. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. Ladies, don't quit. Don't give up. You're going to find your resource, your strength, when it's hard. You know, you ladies, some of you ladies are getting ready to potty train. You're going to need the grace of God. But you're going to need, you're going to need to understand your role in training and disciplining that child. How many of you are glad your mom potty trained you? <laughs> Amen? Look, don't quit. Don't give up. Moms, you are so special. You are so important. And it's way too important to trust to Dr. Phil. Not Edwards, but Dr. Phil. It's way too important to trust to that. You have your resource for godly parenting right here. But if you don't read it, you're not taking access. You're not, taking, uh, uh, you're not using the resource that God has given you. Well, that's what we have today. You've got to understand, moms, that you're in a battle. The world, the flesh, and the devil hate. They hate godly moms. Praise God, we have godly moms in here that are willing to take a stand. But don't quit. Remember your purpose, your general purpose and your specific purpose. Be sure and set goals for your children and for yourselves. And find your strength through this Word. Spend time alone in the Word of God. I promise you, I promise you, if you'll do that, God will reward you with faithful children. I promise you, He will. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Remember, many times in the New Testament, he was saved and his house. When you allow the Word of God to influence your life, your children will serve God also. Let's do that. Amen? Let's do that. Hey, let's pray for our moms. Let's encourage them. And let's us as a church be sure that we establish that we establish the right kind of atmosphere to where our moms can function the way that they're supposed to. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. We love you.